Hello, and welcome to Next Gen Minds, the informal but informative weekly Sunday podcast made for students by students. I'm your host, Maddie Clark, and together we'll start a much needed conversation with students, experts, and other special guests about mental health. We'll bust some myths, find out what are the best ways to manage our well-being, and if all things fail, we'll simply manifest our way to sanity. In this week's podcast, I'll be talking to Beth and Sophie, two first-year students at Durham University, about the role exercise plays in their well-being, finding their why, the issue of body image, and how important exercise and creating habits are in establishing a strong, resilient mentality. So, without further ado, let's start talking and make a change. Beth and Sophie, I know that you're both at the best college in Durham, if I don't say so myself, which for those of you who haven't already guessed is Collingwood. Um, but that's not the only thing that you guys have in common. You also have a love for exercise. Sophie, I know you're an avid dancer and Beth is a bit of a gym bunny and soon to be qualified yoga teacher, which is super exciting. Um, so I just wanted to start the podcast by asking you guys what exercise means to you and what role does it play in your life? I actually don't see dance as an exercise it is an exercise but like I don't see it as like it's something I something I have to do in order to like you know burn calories and I think I've always had a healthy relationship with dance because I haven't ever viewed it as something I need to do rigorously to burn calories or whatever I've always done it as like a fun activity um but yeah yeah that's for me and I also run as well and I think running probably I do have I don't know maybe a bit of an unhealthy relationship with because I do and I have an app called map my run and I'm looking at the calories I'm looking how far I've done my my how how much I've improved from last time and stuff so I think with running it's slightly different because I got into running more recently and yeah I don't know it's a bit it's a bit it's a different story with running is it more the fact that with dance it's like a passion it's something you enjoy doing whilst with running it's more like an obligation exactly yeah when I'm running the only thing that's keeping me going is the music whereas with that, when I'm dancing I've got my friends around me especially if I'm on a show I'm enjoying that aspect to it um yeah running running is different because I think I'm doing it more as like a form of cardio rather than enjoyment yes I can so relate to the enjoyment part I mean lockdown one I tried an emphasis on tried a cheeky couch to 5k not quite 10k I wasn't ready for that mentally and physically um but I used to dread going for a run I mean I still do um it terrifies me but when I actually remind myself how much better I would feel and the endorphins I would get um after going for a run it if I cling on to that it's so much easier to motivate myself to actually get out and get running definitely and kind of a sense of achievement that you've actually managed to get out, go for a run, because I did view it as a chore at the beginning of lockdown, but now it's it's a bit more enjoyable because I'm getting a bit better at it. <laughs> exactly. When when you can see progress, like when when you can go from having an asthma attack two seconds in to actually being able to run for ten minutes, um, that sense of achievement in in reaching a goal. And and like you said with dance, I mean the fact that you burn 
x number of calories is like an added bonus but when that becomes your motivation it's hard to actually keep it up when you can like set yourself goals like running 5k in 25 minutes or 30 if you're more like me um it not only gives you a challenge but also something to be proud of yeah anyway i need to stop yappering on um beth what what about you what does exercise mean for you so with exercise so i'll start off with like yoga because that's kind of i feel like that's the most linked with my mental health and i kind of found that through um I feel like when I, when I was doing GCSEs and I started getting into that, no one really prepares you for the, the stress. I know it's not that much, but it's just a lot of like academic pressure that you're bringing home as well because you're revising. And yoga was the one place where I just felt like I could just like, not only just forget my thoughts, but also process them. And um, the thing that I think is really important and valuable about yoga is like the mind body connection that you have with it. And this idea that like our spirit is connected to like our muscles in our body. Um, and it just made me like, I don't know, like relax, yeah. mindfulness as well, which is mindfulness for me has always just felt a bit, it, it's hard to fit into your routine and I do try and practice it. But when you've got it as like a part of yoga and like meditation, as I've always found that more easy to like process my thoughts. So yeah. And then with the gym side of things that like Sophie was saying, I think I got into perhaps maybe for the wrong reasons. And like we were chatting about before, it's so much of the gym and so much of like um, fitness for women is directed like and all like surrounding aesthetic. And I think that's, I kind of went to the gym to lose weight, which is obviously physically a good goal to have, but mentally it kind of did begin to dominate my thoughts a little bit. Mm -hmm. But one thing I do love about the gym is that sometimes, you know, when you've had a really intense day, and you're just thinking about like, I have a million things going on in my head, mm -hmm. just to go to the gym and be, you're concentrating on an exercise that is repetitive. It doesn't take that much brain power, but you're thinking about something else. Your energy is going somewhere else. So that for me is really therapeutic. And just like, now I've got more into like a healthy relationship with the gym where I'm looking at like PBs and like how I can get stronger rather than, oh, I'm going to do this. It's going to get me like a slimmer like stomach mm. obviously that's an added benefit and like you know body image is something that we just all have to deal with but I think like the main thing now is like I go to the gym to be strong rather than mm. skinny yes I think that you have hit a really important point and that, that kind of comes down to what is your why like why are you exercising I mean I think, I think there's a difference like the very fine line between exercising as a passion and like exercising as an obsession like exercising because it makes you feel good and you want to see how far your, your body can be pushed versus like exercising to fit a certain aesthetic or look or body shape I mean I think I, I don't know about you but I think that's where my downfall is like ever since my eating disorder I've always seen exercise as a way to add value to myself in that I think if I become skinnier people will think I'm prettier and therefore I have more value rather than like exercising because I want to look after my body because it has value in itself. Like I don't, I mean, this is just my own personal view, but I think I, I really struggle. I really think I need to reconstruct my self-talk. Like I, I need to stop assigning value to myself depending on how other people see me, but rather how I see myself. Like exercise for me because it makes me feel good, not for what I want others to see me as. I mean, what about you? Have Have you always had like a good relationship with exercise or do you think that sometimes you've struggled with finding your why? I think, so when I first started exercising, 
Oh, well, I, I really got into fitness about two years ago and I had a really, really unhealthy relationship with exercise. And I think coming with that food where I would like stick to, I'd go and I'd go to the gym three times a day and I'd run in the morning as my cardio and just do like exercises that weren't working. And I didn't want to look like a man. So I never touched the weights and I would just be like trying to burn calories. And if I missed, because there's also like, I feel like sometimes with exercise, discipline is conflated with the session. And this idea of like being disciplined and going to the gym every day. And if you skip one, you know, what's the point? I was so obsessed with going every day that I would punish myself if I didn't. And my way of punishing myself was I won't eat because I feel guilty. And you shouldn't, exercise shouldn't be like a, it shouldn't really, obviously it is physically, I know, related to nutrition. But exercise, food and aesthetic I think okay yeah they do they're intersectional but I don't think they should be like you know considered all as a three because I would be so obsessed with oh my god now I'm going to be fat and like being fat I don't know I feel like it is I don't want to be that person but I feel like it is a gender thing and it is definitely a thing that girls have dealt with more than boys purely because of this like social media aspect of it and um it's kind of like well if she looks this way I want to look this way and what I one of the key things that I've come to realize which is like dealing with body image as well is like you know what when I'm never gonna look like Kendall Jenner like I'm not her height you know what I mean I'm never gonna look like that but like I can still be the best version of myself and healthy but I'm never gonna be that way if I don't look after myself from the inside um yeah so that's kind of now I'm at a stage, I go to the gym and I'm like, do you know what? I feel strong and I feel like I'll be happy. Like I can lift, like I'm like with my brother now, I'm like, I, I can lift more than you this way. And like that kind of thing. Obviously I can't lift as much as him, but like now I'm at a stage where like it is a passion rather than like, okay, I'm just going to go have a horrible, miserable time, but I'm going to be really, you know, like, like, like this whole like hot girl summer thing and like summer body, like, yeah, it's obviously like, you know, it's all fun. And like, we all want to look nice. He doesn't want to look nice in a bikini, but like that shouldn't be our primary reason for what we eat and like what we do. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like you said, it's so important to find that balance. And I I loved that you touched on comparing yourself to other people. Like realistically, I am a five foot five woman with definitely above average flotation and devices if you know what I mean um, and there is no reason for me to compare compare myself to a Victorian secret model because we have completely different body shapes and and it and it reminds me of this book written by Taylor Renee called your body is not an apology and if you haven't read it I would highly recommend um, and in it she talks about radical self-love and, and the first thing you have to do on your journey to radical self-love um, God, I sound like I'm like on an advert or like TED Talk, like promoting like this journey to radical self-love. Um, I, I promise you this is not a plug. Um, just bear with me. Um, and so the first thing you need to do is like accept our differences. Like we are meant to be different. If we all had the same brain as like Einstein, like would we have any emotional intelligence? Like wh- where would our entertainment industry be? Would we, would we be creative? Where would our services be ourselves? Like in order for society to function, we have to be different. And I know this sounds super corny, but like we all have a different purpose in life. And so our goal, like your goal will not be the same as someone else's. So if we stop comparing ourselves and setting goals according to like what other people are doing and not our own like journey, we will never be able to truly accept ourselves. (laughs) 
NextGen Minds is part of an important initiative to draw attention to the mental health crisis unfolding amongst the future generation and to eradicate the stigma and taboo of talking about mental health. If you feel that any areas or topics discussed affect you or you're simply feeling lost or overwhelmed, head to the NextGen University's website for resources on how to cope, including the 30-day Mental Reset Challenge. This challenge includes short three-minute videos to help equip you with a toolkit of useful coping mechanisms and ways to strengthen your well-being. I saw this really good quote somewhere that was saying, like, um, you know, a, a tree and a sunset are both beautiful, yet they're so different. Ooh. And it's like, and yeah, That's and nice I feel like that kind of, like, it kind of, like, showed, because, like, I was just, um, like, thinking about body image, like, as you're speaking as well, like, thinking about what you're saying, and I'll look at Kendall Jenner and I'll be like, oh my God, she's beautiful. And I'll look at Kim Kardashian and I'll be like, she's beautiful. Yeah. And they have completely different body types. And it just shows yeah. that there's no, like there's, it's completely, it's not one size fits all. Yeah. Beauty comes in many forms. Exactly. I love that. I yeah. love that. That's, that. I'm writing that down. That's becoming a sticky note that's being stuck on my wall somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but you both have brothers, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know whether... Um, you find this but like my, my brother is currently going through this terrifying thing called puberty um and he is like shooting up like a rocket but because he's not really growing sideways um it's he's mainly just like skin and bone and there's not much muscle so we sometimes like take the mick out of him and like try to get encourage him to go to the gym but like on reflection it does make me question like it makes me second guess that, that body image is just for women. Like, I think there's a misconception that body image only affects women. And I think for men, there is definitely this socially constructed idea that to be a man, you have to be strong and have muscle. Uh, I mean, do, do you think that your brothers are ever affected by that yeah, kind of yeah. idea that to be a man, you have to be strong and big? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've got more brothers. Yeah, so. my brothers are always in competition who's stronger. So my two older, well, my younger brother, and my older brother go to the gym together and they're always, I, they're always lifting weights together, trying to get stronger. And I, yeah, I think there probably is a misconception that boys don't struggle with self-image as well. Um, I think it's also just like um, being like manly is being big and like that is, is seen to be being big. And obviously that's, we all know that's not the case because men, like we were just talking about with women, have different shapes and sizes and that's just a fact of life. But the fact that manliness is so, like, it's like equivocal to being big. Yeah. And like like you're saying, like being strong and competing, yeah. and like there's like this testosterone element of like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm bigger than you. Like, And I also feel like girls are openly insecure. Mm. Whereas I think maybe guys, it's a sign of weakness if they do open up about their insecurities and their self-image. So maybe they just don't open up about it as much as girls. And yeah. they, de they probably definitely do struggle with it. I know my brothers do. It's like toxic masculinity. It's, it's almost like there's like an image of what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman. Like, do you, do you guys remember that advert ages ago about... Um, throw like a girl campaign. Yeah. I can't remember what yeah. that, but it was yeah, no, I... um amazing. Okay, so I, I can't really remember exactly what it's like about. Um, you had like a group of people, and they were asked to like throw like a girl, and majority of people would just do something like really feeble, like um, lift their foot up and kind of throw it very weakly. Um, and then this this I think it was one 
girl or like a group of young girls at the end that when they were asked to throw like a girl um they threw like with strength and power so like we have just like constructed this image that girls are weak and men are strong when actually you know what yes okay genetically men might be able to because of testosterone be able to build muscle but it doesn't mean that to be a man you have to be strong and to be a woman you have to be weak yeah i think that's also like we were talking about before sorry to like bring it back but like we were saying like generally obviously you know men struggle with self-image but for women the why for the gym is often unfortunately aesthetic and i think that is linked to what you're saying before in that women's purpose has always has kind of been historically and socially mm. constructed to be like almost like a trophy and mm. like women are valued a lot more and like objectified for their for their bodies so it's almost like we do define ourselves by our bodies because that's how society's made us view ourselves and our primary thing that we have to offer in the world obviously we all know it's not true anymore and this is completely dated now but it's almost like we've been taught that our primary thing we have to offer is our bodies and how we look so that's why it's almost it becomes like a fixation because you're like well this is this is where my value is in society and in the world so we've talked a lot about like the meta issues of exercise and well-being like what is our why um the role of self-image and our ideas of like what makes us worthy and how that influences our value and our self-talk but i think a common theme when people talk about mental health is just to jump straight to the extremes like depression anxiety eating disorders etc etc but i think actually mental health is not this black and white concept like just because you don't have a medically diagnosed mental health problem doesn't mean that your mental well-being shouldn't be a priority like without good mental health and well-being like our relationships will be negatively impacted like our mood will change like we'll be less productive like all the other functionings of our lives will not be able to like function properly without first ensuring our mental well-being is okay and so that's i i think when exercise and finding time to look after yourself plays such an important part in just general well-being so i just wanted to touch on on and, and and ask you guys how you use exercise or meditation or yoga to look after your mental health, especially during lockdown. I think one thing that I've got into is journaling, because like like we like you like we were talking about like mental health, it doesn't have to be like these big draconian things that you do to you know like obviously it can be and it's and it can have devastating effects. But we all need to be aware like we have we all have mental health and we all have we all struggle with it. Like that's not that's not a you know that's that is true that's a fact that we all we all have times where we struggle with it we all have times where we where we're fine with it so we need to you know look after it and it doesn't have to be big things so I journal and for me that's just some way that I can um kind of rationalize how I'm feeling in I, I have like the I have a really good it's called the five minute journal and it's really good it's made by people who recognize that you don't have you know the time of your day to write a a, a whole bullet journal on how you're feeling and it's literally three things what are you grateful for what's your intention for the day and what's your daily affirmation and then at night you do the same thing and um, me and Sophie I wrote Sophie in my journal the other day is who I'm grateful for <laughs> we had a bit of a laugh about it which is but it just like it really it's I make a rule that I don't go on my phone first thing in the morning and the first thing I grab for is my journal and it means that you start the day which I think is so important acting rather than reacting because sometimes I'll I mean, I got in really bad habits when I was at uni just because you'd wake up hungover late 
and I'd just grab my phone and I'd get a text from someone that would just piss me off and I would just be like you know what I mean and, and I'd just be in that mood where I'm reacting and I'm that's the first thing and why should I wake up and some of it was just so irrelevant and why would I yeah. wake up to even the news do you know what I mean like waking up and reading the news and yeah. just being like you know yeah also I feel like when you wake up your mindset when you wake up really really dictates the day and yeah. it determines it completely and something I've been doing during lockdown I've been spending so much time with my family and I always go for evening walks with my mum and dad and I find that's a great way to I don't know relax I love the fact that you brought up walks because I have become a over lockdown I've become a serial walker like if there was such a thing I am one because I'm doing daily walks virtual walks like the whole shebang like you name it because it like acts as like an escape but like exercise be that like walking or dancing or going to the gym it's like so good I don't know about you guys but I found it so good in dealing with stress like lockdown work moving to uni anything I mean I'm not a scientist but like this is what I've been told um <laughs> science lessons with Maddie um when we get like stressed apparently it triggers this like fight or flight response which can like increase anxiety and panic disorders so exercise is actually a really good outlet because it allows your body like a physical way to channel that fight and flight um and fun fact it actually boosts your memory and thinking skills so you you become like more productive and it's also like linked with other dementia benefits and things like that um so basically all in all in summary exercise is the best health cure for anything so like bearing in mind how like great exercise is have you ever found that you're like you use exercise as a good stress relief that like you would like what what would you recommend people do when they're like feeling overwhelmed or stressed i think getting involved in all the things that college has to offer so um, Beth and I were in the virtual showcase and we've also been doing a lot of dance lessons with that. So like musical theatre, dance rehearsals. And I think just getting involved as much as you can is a great stress relief. I mean, it takes your mind to a different place other than the academic life, you know. Um, so I think just getting involved and just not viewing exercise as a chore, find something that, that's going to motivate you and that's you're going to look forward to when you're working. I think it's a great way. So for Beth and I, that's the musical theatre dance lessons. Or I'm also in um, the street competition group. And I always look forward to that on Wednesdays at five o'clock. And that's what gets me through midweek. And then the weekends I have dance lessons as well with Instep. Well, building on that as well, I think if you have a passion and like the gym or like yoga or like we were saying dance and like musical theatre, it makes it like a lot easier because I feel like when you're thinking about, for example, meditation or mindfulness, I know it works the same with people, but for me personally, if I'm thinking I'm doing this for stress relief, mm. if you're constantly thinking about stress relief, it actually makes me more stressed. Whereas when it's something like dance or musical theatre that takes you out of yourself and mm. it forces you just to put everything aside, and it is a stress relief, you're yeah. exercising, you're moving your body, it's not very challenging. And yeah. the same with yoga, you've got that like mind body connection and your body's you know like and I feel like when you're so like okay I need to not be stressed so I'm going to do this meditation I often find that that heightens my stress because I'm stressed about being stressed then mm. if that makes sense like, but I think both of us don't really see the exercise we do 
as a, but it's like it is a stress relief. It is and a I stress know I'll relief. feel better, but like going into it being like, okay, this is going to be a stress relief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with and, that like an unintended consequence yeah. of the exercise. Yeah. Like I know it will make me feel better when I'm stressed, but if I force it and if I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to sit here. I'm going to meditate for an hour because it will de-stress me. It doesn't work because I'm thinking about it too much. Whereas when it's like, I'm doing this because I need to learn a dance. I'm doing this because I want to um, go like do a yoga class. Like it's kind of way like it detaches from that mm. stress. And like, obviously that is at the root of it because you're trying to make your mental health better. But that, concern with it and that almost like fixation on it just makes it a bigger problem like you're adding oxygen to a fire Mm, yeah it's like you can't escape the thing you're trying to get away from if you're constantly thinking about it i think also like i like i don't know about like anyone else but for me when i'm like i don't know in exam season or when i'm doing something a project i work best when i'm operating at like high levels of stress the same as me yeah i i kind of need to be on a high and without so I, I'm, I know I'm aware that I'm always going to be stressed and like, but I, I benefit from that. But exercise kind of works to like balance that out a little bit. And it's like a space where like I can release some of this stress, but I not lose it. You know, sometimes when you're really high stress and you just crash. Whereas with exercise, I kind of find like, okay, I'm really intense. Like I, I'll wake up really early. I'll work really hard. And then like, and then it's and then that exercise is just a little bit of relief so that I can come back the next day and do the same thing because yeah. I know that's where I work best definitely and you're focused on a different thing when yeah. you're doing exercise especially dance like I don't know if you've got a show coming up you're focused on that focused on a different thing whereas I think what you were saying before about the yeah. yoga and the meditation you're focused you're on, focused on the yeah exactly and then it becomes like a thing that you're fixated on. And also, like, I don't know about me and Sophie, definitely, like, we're quite, like, we're both quite productive mm-hmm. and, like, get a lot out of being productive. And so knowing that about yourself is means that, do you know what, I can do tasks, like, even, like, laundry or, like, exercise or dance that make yeah. me feel like I'm being productive, but I'm not fixating and obsessing over, like, an essay. I'm yeah. still doing something that's keeping my mind busy. It's keeping me feeling like I'm on track, but it's not, like, I know that I'm taking a break. Yeah. Yeah. Forming a healthy relationship with exercise is just so important for stress relief, I think. Walking, dancing, going to the gym, any form of exercise, even just a walk around Collingwood. Yeah. Anything that distracts you from work. Yes. Yes. I, I, I like to call it productive procrastination. Like, you're not doing your work, you're not doing anything unproductive, so you don't feel guilty. Um, but I love the fact that you also touched on um, walking with people, because I think if lockdown's taught us anything, is that we need connection. So use exercise to establish that connection, like find someone to dance with, go for a walk together, do exercise together, because, or anything. It like I think A, it helps with motivation, because it, you can say, we need to get fresh air, we need to get out, um, especially on the days where you don't feel like doing so. And it also makes you feel like you're not alone. We also at uni, it's it's like a little bit silly, but me and me, Sophie and Izzy, there's like, you know the song Good Day? So we we're just like, we're gonna have a good day. We would like we would always have to sing to that in the morning. And it sounds so stupid, but like sometimes saying out loud, we're gonna have a good day, which is like mm. so but sometimes like that kind of affirmation, that just like intention for the day, it's so simple. You don't have to be, you know, mm. meditating for an hour. It's just literally thinking, okay, I'm grateful for this. I feel a bit shitty because of this, but I'm going to do this today. And 
that's going to make me feel better. Do you know what I mean? And just simplifying everything, saying it's okay if I don't feel okay today, but here's what I'm going to do to make it better. Yes, I think it's like it's all about your mindset. And I've become, <laughs> I've become a true believer in manifestations. Like it's probably a sign that I've been on TikTok way too much, but. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of the 369 manifestation method. It is like, I've been trying to do it. I think it's working. I'm not going to tell you what I'm manifesting because I don't want to um, um, out myself. But basically what you do is there's this like theory that if you focus on a thought for 17 seconds, that thought starts to like attract like other thoughts and other energy. And then these like form bigger thoughts. Um, and if you hold it for 68 seconds, like manifestation will like begin um so if you like wake up in the morning and write down a statement which is like longer than 17 seconds and like encapsulates like what you want to achieve and then every morning you write down that three times and then midday you write it six times and then before you go to bed you write it nine times and then apparently your dreams will come true um which i know sounds really corny but i genuinely do think it's it does work just because i mean you can think it's fate or the universe but also like when you're thinking about your intention it then becomes at the forefront of your mind so all your actions and the things you're doing throughout the day like are working towards that and so it's like a self-fulfilling prof- prophecy so i think your mindset and your like head that like your headspace is so important it's such a game changer yeah i was i was gonna say as well like we what we were talking about before with body image and the difference between boys and girls i do think it is more difficult for boys with these kind of little things and i think it's um it's often like Sophie was saying, like for them to talk about insecurity is kind of seen as weakness and dealing with these, like thinking about actually externalizing how you're feeling, I feel like is a bigger challenge for boys. And I think that's something that that's one of the reasons why we need to get rid of the stigma and this whole thing that mental health is this big dramatic thing that we need to, you know, meditate and all go out and do yoga together. Like Boys generally, especially teenagers, don't want to do that. So this, just thinking like, okay, all you need to do is just say to yourself, even in your head, what are you going to, what, what are you going to do today? How are you feeling? And what are you grateful for? Mm. Like going back on what you said, I think it, it's finding what works for you because it's a journey. There's not a quick fix, but that doesn't mean that it has to be this huge time consuming thing. Like I think, I know, I know I'm guilty for it, but I think it's easy to like bump self-care to the bottom of the priority list like especially when you're really busy but actually like you said you don't have to meditate for an hour a day you can just start with the small things like thinking about your intention for the day that and and that can like really help lay the foundation for a resilient mental well-being but i mean i guess it's easy to say this but it's easier said than done um and and it is hard so like how how do you guys find motivation to keep checking in I think it's like what you were saying before, like thinking about your why. And also once yeah. it becomes a habit, it's just, you don't really question it it's a lot part of the time. Of routine. Yeah. Just enjoy it. I think also developing a structure to a mm. day in lockdown has really helped me. Um, because I think when I'm alone, because I'm such an extrovert, I'm yeah. just consumed by my thoughts yeah. when I am alone. Exactly. I think it's so important to realise that mental well-being is not this one-size-fits-all concept um i know we're running out of time but i I just wanted to ask you one last thing before i have to let you go um if you could give one tip of how you would or how you have found your balance with food or work or exercise 
Um, what has been that one thing that's helped you find that key balance? I think experiment. Tailor your journey. Like, I don't know, tailor your journey to meet your needs and preferences. And no one's the same. You won't find like a uniform method to like overcome thoughts or anxiety or anything you're struggling with during lockdown or in any circumstances. You just need to find what works for you and experiment. Um, I think, um, I don't know, this is really hard. Um, I think in terms of like the X, I'm going to go with like the exercise side. I think it's thinking about um, mind-body connection. And I think it's also thinking about like with um, what your goal is, detachment from something that's kind of outside of your control. Obviously, yeah, we can control how we, um, you know, like look. Yeah, that's a factor. But I think it's like being present and thinking, do you know what? I'm going to not think about that while I'm thinking about right now I'm going to be able to lift this amount of weight and right now I wouldn't be able to do this and it doesn't matter at the end of the day if I get a you know an hourglass figure from this doesn't matter and even that with with your workload is thinking right now I'm going to work I'm going to focus I'm going to do what I need to do to get focused and if at the end of it I don't finish it that's fine but at least I know that I've been present in that moment and even that with relationships as well with people Mm -hmm. with other people like I find so like one of my biggest goals of 2020 and 2021 was to just be more present with everything I do because like I was saying with those tasks but also with people sometimes but so we're always on our phones and things like that that we're not actually in the moment and then we reflect and we're like oh my goodness I didn't actually really connect with that person or whatever yeah so that's yeah that's my tip yes 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 I love those experiment and be present um well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and, and hearing all your stories. Yeah. I felt like I was in the Graham Norton show. I really yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll be able to have you both back on very, very soon. Um, and a huge, massive thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today and taking part in starting the much-needed conversation about mental health. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.